So you're uh, a couple years down the road. You're um, you're out at a, a craft store one day. You've been making like models lately, like little cars, little car. You've been putting together like little plastic car models. Okay. But not the ones that are like you get like the good ones, the ones that you got to paint. All right. You know nice I mean? ones. Nice ones. Like we're talking like 50, 60 bucks for some of these things. You got a whole setup. You got a bunch of different paints. You've been painting so many of these model cars lately. <laughs> How many? Enough that you built a shelf or to go around the tip top of your room. When did I get so good at uh, like handyman stuff? You, you didn't. You hired somebody to do it. You had somebody come in and put it in. No. Oh. You, uh, you paid somebody... Fifteen hundred dollars to do it. Fifth to put up shelves. Yep. What's the guy's name? Uh, his and name is Jacques Circumstance. <laughs> What's his company called? Uh, Jacques Circumstance. Yeah, it's called Jacques Mister Do It All. <laughs> he's a he's a French guy. Yeah. He wears uh. A pair of overalls, but he's only got one overall clasped. Ugh. The other one is just open. He doesn't wear a shirt underneath. Uh, I mean, regardless of, like, temperature, he's just always wearing, like, overalls, no shirt. But he comes in, and he does a fucking $1,500 job on that shelf, dude. Yeah. It is exquisite. <laughs> you look at it every night before you go to bed, and you imagine that it's a racetrack, and you're just driving around <laughs> it on those cars, and you go vroom, vroom. Oh, no. And you do laps around the room, and that's how you fall asleep. Okay. That's what you do to go to sleep. So you are really into these fucking model cars. Right? I guess so. And you're at this craft store. You're looking around. You're uh, you're trying to decide, like, what's the next one I'm going to get. They've got, like, an old um, military Jeep that you've got your eye on. Yeah. Looks like it's seen some shit, you know? <laughs> When you look at this Jeep, you're like, <laughs> I bet whoever modeled this Jeep was fucking on, you know, fucking Iwo Jima. So it's it's authentic. It looks like the real fucking deal. Jeez, that's pretty tight. Yeah, and there's another one. It's the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Oh, that's really cool, too. You're like, well, there's no good model collection without it. You say that, you just kind of stand in the aisle. Anybody who who wants to like listen, <laughs> so just out loud yeah. to the universe. You audibly debate which one to get. Oh, God. Wait, hold on. Out loud, I'm yeah. trying to. You're like stating a case where you're like, yeah, the Jeep is masculine, and, and what a what a portrait of history. And then you like step to the side, like you're another person, and in a different voice, you go, oh, but the Wienermobile is goofy. <sighs> yeah, and you like okay. have this conversation out loud in the craft store. That is disconcerting. At one point, a guy comes up and he goes, uh, "Sir, are you okay?" <laughs> you kind of snap out of it, and you're like, "What would you do?" And he goes, "I don't know. I don't play with toys." And then he just walks away. Well, hold, hang on. Yeah, the guy who works there. Yeah, it's a craft store. That's kind of rude. Do you say anything to him? Um, no, I would. I would no. If someone's rude to me in a in a, in a customer service form, yeah. I never say anything. I just go, well, okay, I'll just never come back here again. He, like, scoffs at you as he walks away. He's like, I don't play with toys. And then he leaves. He leaves? What's the name of the store? Um, 
craft with a K. Time. Craft time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess uh, I guess I'll take my business elsewhere. You don't, um, but though the thing about it is, um, this is where you kind of have to go to get these these models. Oh, uh, they got a monopoly on it. I mean, kind of. You're just not allowed in other craft stores Wait. in Austin. <laughs> Why? I don't know. You just do this weird thing where you talk real loud and people get uncomfortable. And eventually you have so many models that you've been asked to leave from pretty much every craft store in Austin. You're down to craft time. That's it, buddy. <laughs> Wait, they kicked me out because I would t- I would yeah. think out loud. You're just really like weird and obnoxious. And sometimes it gets what? like kind of sexual. No. You know, what, what do you, you mean? Just, sometimes you see a car that you just look at the curves and you think, God, damn. <laughs> You got to turn on a couple times, you know, like I mean, like they don't want that. Yeah, they don't okay. want that in there. It's a Sunday, you know, so you're down to craft time, dude. <laughs> OK, then I just I, I watch him scoff and I, 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 I go, OK, sorry, man. Sorry, bud. As he walks past, you see that he like steps like beyond the the field of vision where like the, the aisle is. And you just see a hand come out and it gives you the finger. OK, I think I, I think I would I would go talk to him. So you take a couple steps out into the, um, into like the aisle to find him. He's fucking gone. <laughs> so would you get the jeep or would you get the, uh, the Wienermobile? Um, Wienermobile. I think that's pretty unique. You turn to go back. You're like, okay, Wienermobile. You see the scorched footprints on the floor that lead towards the front door, which is just now starting to close. What? And you turn back and you go grab the Wienermobile. You check out. It's sixty four ninety five. You're like, whatever. This is Jeez. it. This is going to be. This is a solid couple weeks worth of work. You put down the money, right? You go home. You put on your painter's like jeweler's loop. <laughs> so this you're, is this is like my main thing right now. This is what you're into. Uh, what's up with comedy? No, you just like this more. Okay. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. So you're really into it. All right. It's a Sunday night. You don't have shit going on tomorrow. You're real into it. All you got on is an apron and a smile, brother. Oh, can I please put something on underneath? That's so gross. You put on a pair of boxer shorts. They're white. They got red hearts on them. God damn it. And you're you're just painting away. I cannot. I walk. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. You're painting away. You uh you paint like so long into the night that you fall asleep at the desk. How big is the is the model car? I mean, it's probably like eighteen inches. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty good. Big and big there's big. a lot of like intricate detail that you put into all the pieces. Like it's gonna take you a couple weeks to really finish this thing. Oh wow! Because you do it right. <laughs> you take your time. You put on a, a shot A album. <laughs> you get real into it, man. So Any you, particular album? I shot a. You put on just artist play. You know what I mean. Okay, You're just yeah. going through it all. Sure. Of it. You don't give a fuck where the spinner lands. You just love that shot a. So you fall asleep. Listening to shot a. You fall asleep. It lulls you right to sleep. <clears throat> you fall asleep. You wake up in the morning. There's like paint spilled everywhere. You're kind of like mad at yourself. And you follow, like, you're cleaning up the paint, right? And you see where it kind of runs off the surface of the table onto the floor. And you look down, and it's landed on a piece of paper. When you pick it up, it says, 
RBM Food Mart, 2 p.m. You look at your clock, it's 1.50. And I'm assuming that that wasn't there when I fell asleep. You don't remember it. Yeah, I go. I mean, I'm probably going to go there anyway. Yeah. I mean, I go there pretty much every day, sometimes like three times a day. And you're like, maybe that was a note that I left for myself, like when I was drunk or something, you know? I don't think I'd Who think knows? that. I think I would go, I mean, this, something's You've been up. drinking a lot lately, though. <laughs> when you Why? When you paint these cars, you pour a couple glasses of wine, get out some cheese. It's a night that you make yourself feel good about you. <laughs> And I do that by drinking a lot. You drink a lot of wine. You put on some Sade. You paint. <laughs> it's what you like, you know? It's what you're into. Okay. And it, and it makes me happy? You haven't been happier. <laughs> okay. Happier than comedy ever has? I mean, it's not like reward. It's not. It's like you feel bad about like not doing as much stand-up, but you also feel like uh, you know, this probably isn't like very healthy, you know? Yeah. Like you're, you're pretty isolated. You, you really enjoy doing it and you're trying to like do nice things for yourself to like get really into it. You know, it's not quite taking the place of comedy, but you're like trying to make it work. Does that make sense? That, yeah, that, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There we go. I get it. So you go to the RBM food mart. What would you, what would you get? First, let's stop at Taco Max. Okay. Because I just woke up, right? Yeah, you just woke up. All right. I go. First, I'd wait for them to come to the window. They okay. come. I go, hello. Um, I need a bacon, egg, and cheese taco on flour, please, and a pork chop and beans taco. They go, did you call this in? No. They go, oh, man. Well, somebody called this in, and then they canceled on it, so... Oh, wow. Here. They go, you're here a lot. Yeah. Have a good morning. They just gave it to me for free? They gave it to you. All right. I toss a, a $5 bill in that tip jar. They pull it out of the tip jar. They kind of pop it in front of you, and they go, thank you. Wow. They That's put pretty it, cool. They put it back in the tip jar. Okay. In that case, I would uh, go to RBM. I would get a grape cranberry. You grab the door, and the door doesn't open. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Man, I was really hoping. You turn around, and in front of you are 45 men. <laughs> They're all dressed in military regalia from all eras of, of uh, American warfare. Yeah. You see guys with, like, a, a blunderbuss, you know? And then you guys got guys from, like, Desert Storm, the Iraq War, all the conflicts the government doesn't tell you about. They're all there. <laughs> what do those what do those look like? Uh there's only one of them. He's wearing a jet black set of like like set of like fatigues. But it's almost like they don't exist. Yeah. They're so black it falls into itself. Jeez. It's the blackest thing you've ever seen. It hurts your eyes to look at it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And he says, Pat, we are the Freedom 45. We're the keepers of presidential oaths and myths. Yeah. And we're here for you. What's up? What <coughs> What do you need? 
He goes, you are the third cousin twice removed of Jeb Bush. <laughs> Man, <coughs> I don't think I am. He goes, he goes, we can prove it. He pulls out your family tree and the Bush family tree. And he, he traces it back. And he goes, your third cousin twice removed to Jeb and George Bush. Okay. He goes, listen. That sucks. He goes, okay, I know it's not everybody's favorite. One of them steps forward. He goes, number seven. And he reaches out a hand. (laughs) You shake his hand. Yeah, I shake his hand. You shake his hand, and when you shake his hand, you're transported. (laughs) Uh, You're you're landing at (laughs) D-Day. You're, like, crashing Normandy. Oh, no. And you feel just the sand. Oh, no. You just taste like the the salty sea air. And you come over a ridge and then you just see like a just a bayonet go right into your gut and you you shake out of it. And he goes, yep. uh, Sorry, I should have told you that was going to happen. He goes, look. (laughs) President George Bush's legacy is in danger. We have to preserve it. No, you don't. Who who cares about that? He goes, we have to preserve it. Wait, wait, which Bush? President George Bush, your third cousin twice removed. George W. Junior. Bush? Or jo- okay, yeah. Um. Okay, what, what What do we have to do? He says, you remember 9-11? I do. He goes, we all do. And they all kind of like stand and they look to the east <laughs> for just a moment. They mouth a couple of words. You can't quite make it out what they are. And then they all look back at you. And he goes, we need to go back on 9-11. That's all right. He goes, we have to present the president with a, a different book than the one he was reading to those children on 9-11. Yeah. He goes, right now there are people who are trying to change it out. We need to We need to alter the course of history. We need to show him something in that moment that will change history forever. Okay, a couple things. Uh, one... What book are people, are they trying to switch in to? Um, why didn't you just go back a day, a day earlier? Because that's not how it works, Pat. I wish we could. Do you think we never thought of that? Well, I don't know. This is all really weird. He rolls his eyes. Number at you. seven. Okay. And then I guess my third question is. Like who gives a fuck if this if this gets changed? He was Pat. He's a he was. He, we all forget. We all love him now for some reason. But he was a terrible president. He was. Wanna... It's not. It's not what everybody thinks of him. He goes. We have to maintain the story. Why? He goes because if we don't, it changes history, and time could fall apart. So you want me to travel back to nine eleven? Yes. And switch out the book he was reading. Yes. What? Who, who is trying to do this to him? He looks around and he says the Lanolax Corporation. And for what possible reason? He goes, Pat, I don't know their motives. We're not an intelligence unit. Okay, well, what book are they trying to sneak into his hands? He pulls out a copy of a, a magazine. And it's a, it's a magazine full of nude men. Okay. He goes, we need President Bush's attention in this moment. 
He goes, uh, he, he goes, there's an inside joke with this magazine in him. We obviously <laughs> yes. can't explain to you what it is. He goes, but we need you to get him this magazine in that moment. So you want me to change history to make it that George W. Bush was reading from uh, some sort of a a, nude magazine. magazine Yeah. It's like a group of kids. No, He's not like reading it to kids, but it's like he opens the book and somebody has put it inside of it. And he sees it. Oh, I see. Oh, fuck. You're like tricking him. Dude, that's. Yeah, absolutely. Let's fuck. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. You agree. You look down. You're wearing modern camouflage. Fuck yeah, dude. You're holding an advanced rifle in your hand. This. Can you imagine telling someone this story? This is the dumbest, funniest thing ever. Number seven turns to you. And he uh, he hands you like a rolled up nudie magazine. (laughs) Thanks, bud. He goes, you can look at it first if you want. I'm not we're not going to judge, you know. I would look at it. What is it? What's the magazine called? Uh, it's called Hung, oh. with two G's. Oh wow! And the like, the G's are pretty. You know, they're sending a message. You know what it's I mean? Suggestive. It's very suggestive. Why would they need to do that? They're a, a, a nude magazine. <laughs> they were just really into the idea. All right. It sounded really, really good. To I them. would wonder what was so special about this. I would absolutely flip through it. You flip through it. It's just like a bunch of pictures of nude men. Sure. In various like situations, like one of them's in uh, the woods, like being chased. <laughs> By who? Uh, you don't know. This is a photographer. It's just the photographer. He's like running away from the photographer. Okay. Um, it's very artful, but you just see like every inch of every yeah. man in there. What else? What's another? Uh, there's one who's like a guy who's in a bathtub. Yeah. And he's got on a sailor hat. Okay. And he's like, like a lot of foam everywhere. Yeah, you know, but you can see right through that foam. Dude. <laughs> sure. You spend I don't know ten twelve minutes flipping through it, reading everything. <laughs> well, I would I I would probably read a whole I would probably flip through it originally and then go back and, and read it because I would wonder what yeah this could possibly do yeah, and I wonder why it's so important. I think I would ask him that. I go, hey, by the way, why why this? Why is it so he goes, important? It's just an inside joke with a president. I I couldn't explain it. I, it means nothing. I don't know. Okay. Like yeah. Yeah. Can I, you I do it? Yeah, I'll do it. This is hilarious. So you grab the rifle. They all get in like a formation around you. Spells out four six. Holy shit! And then you guys just beam up, straight up into the sky, and like beams of light. And then you kind of come back down. How do I know it's an a four? How, wait, hold on. How I'm just could I possibly you, tell that it's a 46? I didn't say you could tell. I'm just telling you that it was just arranged in a, a way to make oh. it look like... If you were to view it from above, it would look like it's spelled out a 4 and a 6. Okay. All right. Sorry, I'm just curious. Just... Okay, it's okay. Seems an odd... And just before feature. you beam up, you yeah. look across at the very, like, tip of the 6, you know? The very, like, tip-top of the formation. Yeah. And you see that guy with that fucking jet black <laughs> set of fatigues? Yeah. And you, he looks at you, his eyes are bright blue, and then you guys beam up. Sure. So you come down, you're in a, you're like, in a, it's clearly like a middle school or like a grade school. And obviously, like the president is there, you know. So you're walking down this hallway, you see a guy, he's just kind of standing alone right by the bathroom. And you see in, in his hand, you see the book. He's like, got the book to give to the president. Okay. What do you do? 
I walk towards that guy as quickly and quietly as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of put the gun against his back. Yeah. I cover his mouth and I say, I mean, you no harm. Just give me the book. Put the book on the ground, rather. I go, put the book on the fucking ground. I don't want to hurt you. Put the book on the fucking ground. So he, like, leans down and, like, puts the book down. Uh, he's, like, obviously uh, an actual, like, soldier. Uh, so he just grabs your leg and kind of takes you off your feet very easily. Fuck. And he, uh, he chokes you out. You wake up in a jail cell. And, uh, like, the as you come to, like, the, the cops are like, you fucking sicko. What? You end up going on a trial for bringing a adult nude magazine into a public school. Okay, but I would... It was like a sex offender thing. I would um, say... I would explain... So you go to jail. No, no, no. Right? I would say you, that it... You get it. I'm just telling you what happens. You go to jail. Oh, man. Um, they, they sentence you. It's the fastest trial in the history of Texas. They sentence you to, to jail for life. And uh, your third day there, you're just hanging out. Uh, you're out <laughs> at the basketball court. Yeah. And you're getting ready to, like, shoot a free throw. And it's been a long time. You used to tell everybody as a kid that you used to uh, drain threes and slam dunks. Yeah. And they hated you for it. Sure. And you were like at the free throw line. You're like, I'm taking it back. <laughs> Fuck what those people thought. Yeah. And you had like a moment of reflection and kind of coping with where you were in life. Mm-hmm. And then a group of 12 guys just beat the shit out of you. They fucking bounce your head off the pavement. They grind you into the fucking dirt. I mean, all that's left is just like, dent- like dental. You know what I mean? It's just they fucking brutally... I mean, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. They named the court after you. They call it Pat Dean R.I.P. Got his ass kicked here court. Why would they do that? Because they didn't like me. No, nobody liked you. Nobody did anything about it either. Like the guards were like, man, that fucking sucks. And he just he was eating a granola bar. He just kind of hung out there. No one ever likes me. That guy went home later and found his wife uh, fucking his brother. Oh, no. Yeah. You thought it would have been bad, but it launched a whole new thing in his life. Oh, no. Yeah. It was probably the best thing that ever happened to him. (laughs) So Good he really he really doesn't like remember anymore. Yeah. He comes in the next day. He's like, "There's something I was gonna do," and the birds just take your corpse away. Okay, what was I supposed to do? I, I don't, don't get it. You, you shouldn't have brought a fucking nudie magazine into a grade school. They you, told you me to do it. I don't recall. You did. Uh, also, I, I mean, how you come did it, during Pat? the trial? How, how come at no point during the trial do I say this is an inside joke for the president? Ask him. And the pred, they you they you say that during the trial, and that they ask the president, he goes, "No, no, what are you talking about? Is he lying or is he? Was I tricked by the Freedom Forty Six? You as like you like look him face to face for just a second when he says no, he locks eyes with you, and you fucking know he's lying. That son of a, I never liked him. Yeah, and this makes me also hang on. <laughs> so I go back in time. Yeah. At no point also when I'm back in time, I don't go, oh, by the way, there's a 17-year-old me. I can prove I'm from the future. We have the exact same blood. There was a mix-up. A mix-up. Yeah. Uh, when you, like, somehow something happened, like, I mean, 2001, like, computers certainly weren't perfect at that time. There was a mix-up in a software where uh, a guy was going to jail also for being a creep. Uh, his name was Kevin... Sunderman and that guy uh, ran away He they never found him like he went to Mexico and just escaped okay but you kind of like took his place in the computer there's just a weird mix up and you were Kevin Sunderman 
to them, and you were you were always like, "I'm not Kevin Sunderman." They're like, "Who are you?" Because you had no idea or anything. I'd scream, "Patrick John Dean," and they think you were crazy. I you just know. feel like look. I'm I... just telling you what happened. Like you brought a nude magazine <laughs> into a grade school, Pat. Like I don't know, and then you just went up to a soldier with a gun, a gun to the back of his head, and he just defended he himself. Gonna... I just wanted to put the nudie mag in the book. Yeah, but you held a gun to the back of a soldier's head, Pat. <laughs> yes, it wasn't a good plan. While you were holding a, a magazine full of nude men. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you want me to do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I just, just telling you what happened. I always lose these the freedom goddamn 45 yeah as always you, screws me after you die after they beat you to a fucking bloody pulp uh-huh. you uh kind of teleport back and you're just in the same spot and they're like well all right <laughs> i guess you're with us now and nobody wants to be around you because what a fucking weird you know you did it you put a gun to the back of that soldier's head. They're also soldiers. They don't like you. And you just wander eternity, picking up numbers one at a time. You get up to the Freedom 56, and then the world just blinks out of existence. Well, that fucking sucks so bad. <laughs> you brought you brought a magazine full of I know what I did. Men into I was trying to school. save 